0: Don't at me, but David Diggs and Raphael Cazal are the greatest on-screen duo of all time, talking to both of these fantastic actors about their movie *Blind Spotting*, right after the theme song. Hit it. Wow. Okay, Mom, Dr. Simeon. Close your ears. Y'all motherfuckers are <laughs> on one. Okay. I just saw blind spotting. My mind is blown. It's fine. Uh I'm sitting here with like the, the dynamic duo that we have been needing and have been waiting for. David Diggs and Rafael Casal. Oh, <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> nailed at, it. Look at that. So you guys just made a movie called Blind Spotting. You didn't just make it, you've been working on it for like nine years, right? Long yeah. time, yeah, yeah. Talk to me about what it's about. Tell
1: the listeners uh yeah, what blind spotting is all tell about. My about. Blind yeah. blind spotting is yeah, the, give the story the of uh, of <laughs> two lifelong friends, yes. Colin and Miles, who have grown up together in Oakland. Yep. Colin is on the last three days of his probation for a, a violent crime. And you play and Colin. And David. I play Colin. Mm-hmm. Raphael plays Miles. For those of you who can't see me, I'm black. He's an African-American. Raphael is white. white. They're best friends, and and they're working as movers in a rapidly gentrifying Oakland. And the, the story is about how their friendship is challenged after Colin, my character, witnesses a police shooting of an unarmed black man while he's headed home from work one night. Um on the uh, towards the end of his probation, and sort of about and how, and how, and how their like, shit spirals outward. Let me just tell you, if you're listening, that doesn't begin to <laughs> encompass what the movie because, like, that's
0: the that's the spine, right? That's like the, the through line. But the movie is also like this: it's poetry, and it borders on being like a spoken word musical of sorts. And it it's episodic in like the best cinematic way. And <laughs> you guys are getting into all kind of stuff. It's in Oakland. It's, it feels like a portrait of Oakland that I have never seen in a movie before and also the people who inhabit it, first of all, can we just acknowledge that you're out here, David, snatching Tonys for, you know, a super <laughs> off-off-Broadway play. Hamilton, I think it was called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some real under-the-radar show. I haven't movie. heard of it. but um, it did. Yeah. And Raphael, like, low-key, you're, like, you know, a preeminent spoken word artist. And by the way, I looked at your IMDb, and you have, like, way too many fucking credits. You're, like, an actor, a director, producer, I cinematographer. Just on, I was, like,
2: behind the camera doing a bunch of really random shit for, just like, out here. seven, eight years, dude. Yeah. Yeah, which I never (laughs) never talk about. Yeah, you came out of nowhere. How do you make films? I was like, we've just been shooting shit. Look at your look
0: at like anybody. Look at your IMDb. It's like he can do all of the things. That's how you make movies. Uh, That's how you get them made. Mm -hmm. And nine years ago, y'all got together and started to make this movie. What gave you the audacity to put something like this in the screen and think that you could uh, get get people to watch it?
2: It wasn't due to it. It really wasn't our idea. <laughs> <to be. laughs> really? Like that's the thing is like you know our producers when they were in their early twenties mm. found me on YouTube, like the early oh, early yeah. early days of YouTube, no, like poetry shit. and music on YouTube. When like having a million views was a big fucking deal. Yeah. And and Jess Carter, who they had just done this movie called The Whackness. Which was yeah. about, uh, about a about a a weed dealer in New York, and um, uh, who was like pushing around a cart and like dealing deal weed Ice out of him. it was like a weed summer. Weed it was, in, was yeah. like a summer of love story. Who's the who's the uh, Ben Kingsley? Oh, Sorry, right. Ben Kingsley. It's a good, it's good movie. movie. Yeah, so, so they did. Right, so they right, did yeah, the yeah. Wackness with, with Ben Kingsley, and we're looking for another film to do. And Jess found my poetry stuff, and she was like, "I think this kind of writing." It's super interesting to try it out in film. And they were they're they're really non-conventional people. Like they 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 like artist led filmmaking. Yeah. So they reached out to me. I sort of thought I was getting catfished, but whatever. (laughs) Met (laughs) up with them. And we started talking about trying to find a way to make a movie that had this language in it, which is something I think poets had thought about for a while. We came off the talent of Saul Williams doing slam and Mm -hmm. that showcased poetry, but not as a not as a convention of the film. It was always like the person in the film was a rapper or was right. a poet or something. And that didn't really appeal to me. I and mean, then Diggs and I were already working on everything else together. So I would mentioned this to him a bunch, like, Oh, when, when I figure out what this is, we'll, we'll all do it. And then two years later, they were putting out a documentary and they needed somebody to come open up the show, and I, I wasn't available to be there. And so I was like, Well, like, I can't make it, but my boy, he doesn't, he's not gonna do no poems for you. He don't fuck that poetry shit. But, <laughs> <laughs> but he's a rapper, and if there's no beat, I mean, like, what do you care? Right, <laughs> it's, right. It's the same Nobody's deal. You know, yeah. It's very heady stuff. I, yeah, like, I it'll seriously, sell. Like, No yeah, yeah. one's gonna, they're, you're gonna be it's fine. Gonna sell just fine. He's interesting looking. <laughs> this <laughs> go well. They hung out and super hit it off, and then they were like, Hey, we really like David. Would uh-huh. you ever, I don't know, do this movie <laughs> With him, and I was like, <laughs> like "Oh, I, you know, great idea! <laughs> God, like, that's a good. That I had it like, never occurred to me <laughs> that W should be heavily involved. Wow! And then Oscar Grant had just been killed a few weeks earlier God, at, the, at yeah. the, the 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 turn of the new year, and so we had this. We knew we wanted it to be about the Bay and Oakland, Oakland specifically." the thing, the conversation in the town was Oscar grant. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we knew that we wanted to write it and, and they were really excited about like us being the, the protagonists, and so that was sort of, the, uh, and we knew that poetry was going to be the spine and that was the, that was the prompts. And then it was really 10 years of them like supporting and pushing and drafts and almost getting it made three or four times. Yeah. And attaching directors and then, then that falling apart for some reason or the funding falling apart or the most important thing for us was always like, we love Jess and Keith and so we wanted to maintain our friendship. So every time we couldn't make the movie, we were like, all right, let's not get, you know, let's yeah, not, not get our feelings about, about it anymore. Let's okay. just, yeah. let's just like, keep, keep our friendship and keep, Pushing and we'll make something eventually together because we want to work together. Mm-hmm. This last year, really, because of a drunk text. Yeah. <laughs> got made. A drunk text. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. We, so we had really like walked away from this movie entirely. The last mm-hmm. time we were going to make it was right before Diggs was going to do Hamilton, and then Hamilton blew up. We were, like, we're not doing this movie this week. summer. This is uh-huh. sort of going to take up a lot of his time. Right. So I think somewhere in the fall, Keith was doing like q and A Q&A on Twitter, and someone asked him what was the script he most regretted not making.
0: Oh, and he, and he added
2: us. And he said that working title, of the script at the time, was running down. And um, we were like, wait, pissed. We were like... <laughs> not <laughs> like pissed, but we were just like, we, just we like, wanted to make come it. Come on, like, what bro, you like, like, wow. It ain't our fault we didn't make this movie. Like, What you talking about? So you about, sent the you drunk text.
1: No, no, no. no, So we, is, we've
0: just... Sorry for assuming that you sent the drunk text. Nah, uh, as, as, as if I, if I, I didn't even see apologies. the movie. I'm sorry. Your blind spots are showing right now, For those listening, I just accused the black guy of sending the drunk text. So... Don't <laughs> at me about that. All I right, would have been high.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was about to make that. Hashtag saying. Okay. <laughs> uh, Wait. So who said the tags? So, so how the time went by and the Oscars rolled around. Everybody wanted Moonlight to win. Yeah. everybody wanted Moonlight to win. Well, not everybody. Well, <laughs> <laughs> there were some very sad faces on that stage that night. Anyone, anyone who truly loves jazz music, wanted I was <laughs> <for> the <laughs> Moonlight to win.
1: <laughs> or musicals or, musicals, or, thingy, or
2: dancing uh, or well, singing. let me so, <laughs> I love that movie. I, don't at me. I, I,
0: Oh, okay. We're going to get to that at <laughs> yeah. the end. I don't feel um, that strongly about listen, it. Listen, I love, love me a musical, but if Moonlight wasn't about to win, oh, I was no. about to yeah, throw yeah. something. It's just, it's
2: like, here's God. the thing. Moonlight was just too good of a movie. It was too good. Um, too for, to, yeah. to get slept on. Too interesting. So I, I was sitting there with my my girlfriend at the time. We were drinking, watching the, the, the Oscars, and La La Land won. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we were just like... Oh the the fu- system. like yeah. the it's like fuck Trump like this yeah, yeah. yeah this we are
1: like oh lives down to our expectations <laughs> yeah. again like, America like all this talk about about <laughs> the way the academy yeah. is
2: like and then and then the switch happened and I was so faded I was like yes like good movies win and, and somehow that like that spot, you know sparked this I got on the group thread <laughs> and I was like we have a moonlight da, da, da. <laughs> and, yes. just, and just like like let it go forgot about it a couple of days went by now, what thread, is this like the, is this like the, this some... I don't even think Diggs is on this thread. I think it's me, Jess and Keith.
0: Okay. All right. So this um, is one of those like secret, like actor Illuminati threads. No, no it's just, no, it's just
2: Jess. sort of our thread with the producers, but Got because, it. because that was the craziest time of Diggs's life. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they we, kept just me of we just didn't, we just kept him off of like quick I wasn't going to respond. Why? Anyway. Cause you were
0: doing theater or whatever? Yeah. yeah, yeah I was doing in some in play. Mid, okay. Yeah.
2: Middle, middle of Hamilton and doing, and doing TV stuff. Oh, that, yeah, that's um, Right. They hit me back a couple of days later and were like, well, do you guys still want to do that movie? We were like, we were, oh, we wow. never, we never not wanted to do it. Of course we want to do it. And, and they flew out to New York. They were like, here's the budget. It's like Whoa. ready to go. Like we can shoot it in June in if you're, June. if you're willing to do it. Damn. I had
1: 22 free days in June. That was it for the whole yep. year. Those yep. were the 22 free days I had. You know what's crazy, man? I I just got to interject
0: really quick. Cause like, that's my story too. It was like dear white people were just sitting around for a while. Yeah.
1: And then one day it
0: was like, hey, we could do it like next week, right now. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Like I mean, I, yeah, you yeah. know, my DP who's shooting the movie I'm working on right now, he was telling, he was reminding me that we hired him a week before we started shooting. You know, because <laughs> so you got to go, man. You got to go yeah. when the door opens. Great. Yeah, then you have, you know, luckily hurry least, up and wait, man. Yeah, <laughs> wait. But at least
2: you're sitting on the idea long enough that like it starts to come you're back been, right. you been, to you. You know
0: I mean, that's the thing. This movie feels so. Is steeped, man. It's like it's got so many ideas in it. And the thing that's crazy is you guys are dealing with, you know, an unarmed police shooting. And yet I feel like yeah, you guys are saying stuff about race in this movie. I You're airing some dirty laundry. Like speak about yeah. don't at me. Like people are going to be atting you about a couple things from this movie which <laughs> oh, in, yeah. in the best way. Yeah. But like, you know, you showed me something that I never knew how to really even put in a movie, which is this sort of, it's, it seems like in Oakland, and I've certainly seen this in friend groups, like, you know, black culture is sort of, it's just a language that isn't even race-based at a certain point. And you got people in this movie, you know, saying nigga and who are not black and sort of like on many different angles of the race identity spectrum that honestly, yeah. it's it's complicated, it's yeah. Are you worried about anybody coming at you? How the Q and A's been? Uh, the Q and A's have been
2: good. Oh, I yeah. think the the most fascinating part of some of the responses early have been the some of the trip ups of the way that people have talked about characters in press, which mm. like shows a little bit of their yeah. biases, like the the descriptors that they use, either being like overly safe in their description of Colin, uh-huh. or like overly condemning. Miles.
0: Yeah. And, I, and Miles I, is the character you play, Raphael. Yeah. Right.
2: And I find that, I find it really, really fascinating the word choices mm-hmm. that people use to describe, you know, that de- describe a character when they feel like maybe they're safe from like what? exposing like a bias. What? This is a lot to unpack, but like, there's well, uh, That's what there was do, man. yeah, there was mm-hmm. one review that referred to Miles as a hood rat. Mm. I just went, why did you feel comfortable saying that about Miles? Right. right. What attributes of his do you associate with hood ratness, and right. why do you feel like? Well, here's here's my don't have
0: So you know, David, you play a character who uh, you know is on probation, is sort of the last days of probation, and we find out that your white friend actually had a lot to do with it, Miles. And there's a scene, there's a scene towards the end of the movie. Where you, where your character sort of like reads Miles for filth and it's basically like, I don't know if I want to give it away, but mm. it's basically like, you nigga. You are. And the the weird thing is, I was thinking it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, while well, I was like, watching the movie, I was like,
0: oh my God, he is like such a uh, N-word. <laughs> <laughs> but the character is white, you know? And, uh. And it w- it was just such a mindfuck because I've encountered this in life and I never thought to I would see it in a movie.
2: And I just if there thought, was any other show, I would think it would be and it would be your show. I
1: know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, no,
0: but, know but the thing is, you know, my show takes place at an Ivy League, so there's certain characters that just don't make it into that milieu. Mm-hmm. But yeah. like the white guy who sort of feels very comfortable in black culture black dialect whatever almost like you know i've met white guys who i'm like okay you know what? you might be a little blacker than me i'm just gonna be honest. like if i ran into miles at a party i'd be like you know what you got this one like i'll take yeah, yeah. we can do a little race swap it's cool but like uh <laughs> where did that
1: come from like did, did y'all have something to say with this well i think more that's one of the oldest scenes in the. you know that that was like right. a fever dream a calls me at like four in the morning and is like i got like eight lines of dialogue but like i think miles and colin should have this conversation mm-hmm. he like sends this like text to me i was like yeah let's do that like you know but it was it was kind of really about it was a it was a a, a facet of a race conversation being had between like two friends yeah that got to skip steps right yeah. we didn't have to start at like Why white people can't say nigga Like Miles doesn't He doesn't say Like he doesn't Like that's not a thing he knows why And he knows why And he understands the history of it That's not the conversation they're having The conversation is about Why you What you don't understand Is that your actions When they are involving me Have different consequences Despite us being exactly the same Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying Despite Mm -hmm. us growing up together And having the exact same experiences Like the world is not that world right now and like we're in different kinds of danger. Like we're yeah. both in danger, but our dangers are, are different. different.
0: And are are you indicting anybody with
1: this? Is I, this a message for people in
0: any people in particular, or oh, this is just... in the
1: in the world. I think that it's just a, it was just a, for us. It was just a, a conversation we hadn't seen before, yeah. and one that these two were particularly. A- able to have yeah that this particular relationship that we don't see on screen very often either it was one that like these two could have so it was important to get in there but i don't i, I don't think of it as an indictment so much as just like a um, shit is complicated yeah and like and yeah. F- and friendships are complicated and male friendships are complicated
2: but, you know like there's oh, so much shit going well, on what's, with that what's <laughs> funny is that the scene isn't really about well, I mean, it's it's about whatever you want to make it about. I think you know wherever your entry point is 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 valid. I, I think the the thing that I find at its at its boiled core is really there's this gap between two people that are super close to each other and they just need to close that gap. Yeah, like you're right that Miles had a hand in what happened with Colin and why he went to jail, but if you roll the tape. It's a small hand yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. you know I mean, Colin mm-hmm. did that shit Colin did ex- Colin did not look at miles for help. Yeah. <laughs> he's on this dude and miles joined in. And My- Miles is an accomplice. yeah, you know but they're but they are accomplices to each other their whole lives their whole It's really now that this now we've compounded. It. it's not just that Colin is black in Oakland and it's gentrifying and he's on you know now he's on probation mm-hmm. right. and the gap that now needs to close is like, hey you know that way we've been running around our whole lives the the context is different right. mm. and it's it's like I, there A was lot like, of that's I, I read, just about
1: growing up Yeah. You I, know yeah, this is like i read
2: this one this morning that said you know miles M- miles will never like miles will never face any consequences oh, yeah, for his yeah, actions yeah. So i was like that's not true, not true don't negate poor white people and, and their experiences mm. in this country. Yes. They will go to jail. Here's the thing. It won't will, will, will happen as quickly. It won't happen in the same circumstances. But, like, a poor white dude with, with anger issues from being broke and probably with, like, in a single-parent home and being poor and having a kid in Oakland and getting pushed out of his neighborhood is justified in his anger.
0: Well, that's what I love about the movie is because, and I asked about the indictment because the thing about the movie is that, like, you can take away so much from the movie. But the fact is you guys are just being really, really honest. And you're having co- you're putting conversations on the screen that people have, and and you know uh, that's what I love about it because yeah, Miles is dealing with classism, you know, yeah. and of course you know Colin is dealing with classism and racism, yeah, and um, it's complicated. And the scene, man, man, <laughs> man, the gentrification of Miles, like the scene where. <laughs> There's a black the guy. The Gentrification of Miles is the sequel to the <laughs> there There's a scene where um, a black character sort of assumes that Miles is just like all the other white hipsters at this party, kind of adopting yeah, yeah. You know, black culture and sort of talks down to him. And it was this really interesting scene because it was like in that moment, this black character who is dealing with societal pressures that Miles isn't dealing with. Yeah. They're both dealing with it, but there's like a moment where Miles is at least on the social ladder beneath this guy. For and second, yeah, mm-hmm. for a second. It's it was so interesting. I, I just, thought yeah, that clash is so yeah. fascinating to me. It's it's conflicts I never I've never seen before. I don't want to give anything away, but for me like the the blind the titular scene where um, you know, Colin is talking to you know to, uh, this val. girl yeah. who is you know imp- her opinion of him is very important and you guys are actually breaking down blind spotting um can you tell can you just like give uh, yeah, give yeah. the listeners yeah. at
1: home yeah. like give, give me like the wh- mm-hmm. what does blind spotting mean to you well you know blind spotting is is val who's a who's colin's ex-girlfriend in the film is is studying psychology, and it's a it's what the slang term that she creates in order to remember this phenomenon of Ruben's vase, which is like mm-hmm. psych one hundred and one. It's like you'll you'll see it in your textbooks, college kids. Like it's a it's a picture of a vase. Or it's two faces looking, the silhouettes of two faces oh, yeah. looking at each other, depending on on which you see first. And face the, face 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 face. And the uh, okay. and strong the,
2: campaign for that to be the title. I, yeah, I was really <laughs> pushing for <your> point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was <No>. outvoted. <laughs> uh, but the the you know the the theory is that all of your life experience leading up to the point when you first see see this face face is like <laughs> what what. Uh, Gears you to see either one or the other, yeah, and then someone will point out the other one to you, and you can you can see both, but you have to work to see both. You'll never see both at the same time. And you even if you know the other one's there, you have to work to see it. And so, you know it, it that resonates through a lot of things in the film For us, it's really just about empathy. That's about in order to understand, someone else's experience, even someone whose experience is very similar to yours, there's stuff that you don't see that you can see, mm-hmm. but you have to work. It's never gonna happen. It's never just gonna happen. You're not gonna wake up one day and understand this experience. You have to and that's when that's what a blind spot is. You have to actively turn your head to see
0: how do something. we how do we get people to work to see the other thing that they don't see?
2: That's a choice, man. Like we, we were talking about this uh, last night at the QA, this this idea that like the the function the function of any movie that's a conversation piece is not to I always just use the extreme example. Like if I'm sitting here with a Trump supporter, I don't expect to change their vote. Mm-hmm. That is that is too wide a gap. Mm-hmm. The best thing we can have is a civil conversation and be like, look how civil we are. Look yeah. how okay. look how 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 calm our discourse was and no opinions get changed. But what we can do is narrow the gap between people who are seemingly all on the same team, but are missing the, the highest priorities for each other. The thing that Miles is missing is that the highest priority for Colin is to stay alive. Mm-hmm. Miles is existing in a longer game and Colin is living minute to minute mm-hmm. and he just doesn't, Miles just doesn't get the other, there's the threat that Miles is already under and that is en- enough to completely consume him, right? being Being poor, feeling like your context is being ripped away from you, feeling your identity being taken away from you is in itself overwhelming. Yeah. So much so that he's not even realizing that there's another stack. That's all that plus another stack on top of Colin. Right. And until they can close that gap, they can't sort of drive off into the sunset together, right? That's the yeah. function of the final shot of the movie. It's like now we can move forward because we're in the same place. And I think a lot of times the, the joke I made last night was like, this is the you know the the white liberal thing is like you are in theory on the same team but as as people of see. color who are also liberals but why is it that there are your list seems to be in a different order of priorities than everyone else is?
0: It's like the colorblind thing. It's like I'm colorblind. I don't see race. Well, could you? Right. Yeah, could you see? We'd rather you What's see. The thing? That? It's, 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 it's it's
2: skipping <laughs> it's the important there. step, right? Yeah. It's like, well, let's just get rid of the thing that divides us. It's like you can't do that. You have to address the thing that divides us. Oh, not not it skip it, you know. And that's the. <laughs> I think that's the the thing about. About awareness is just how do we have these really nuanced conversations between people who do actually want to be on the same yeah. team, and and the people we've and, lost, let them go. You know, I I just think that's not where the energy is most useful. Yeah. If we're talking about changing legislation and changing systemic mm-hmm. problems, it's about votes. It's about it's about groups of people having a, a unanimous idea mm-hmm. and standing behind it. And right now, we're so. We're so defied. Up, even you, you know. brought
1: up last night this like divide you always you see like projected all the time between feminism and black feminism, right? Which is like yeah, a, yeah. a like that's that's one of these things. You guys are you you th- want to be on the same team, actually? Yeah. And we could get that. We could maybe get there. But you you're know what I'm up. Like, Look, People
0: get tripped up when you tell them they're blind to something. That's what it is. It's like when you say, "Hey." woman white woman i as a black woman am having uh, a different experience than you and the thing that you're talking about doesn't actually reach me
1: well, And this and is then where, we get into a fight
0: about who's racist and right. sort of and know. this is
1: where art comes in we think right is that if you make a thing that's like oh that that happened right there right not this that we're that's happening between us right here but that thing that happened on that screen or in that book or in that whatever we can talk about that yeah as a, it's a it's a proxy right yeah. it's like uh, we yeah. don't have to put this on us at least to start the conversation and then it's like
2: it's well, about calling and mind and then, so and then so everyone it. has blind spots
1: yeah you know wow okay this
0: conversation's been amazing lots of tea to spill we will be right back with rafael Cazal and david digg stick around Okay, you're back with "Don't at me." I am still Justin Seaman, as far as I know. Okay, really quick, (laughs) who can say who can say nigga? Who can say the N word?
1: Uh, black people. Black people. (laughs) Only black people. Well, this is where it gets tricky, right? I mean, because I think there's this one. I don't know. Do we give this joke away? Like, no, 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 no. Okay, no, no. I won't go into it. But there's a there's a mention of it at another point in the film that like oh anyway, shoot, I'm hint, gonna say it. Okay, you know what I'm, I'm saying? Not, but, not, like, not, 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 but like Like that that hints at this <laughs> <Yeah>. too. Like <laughs> publicly party line, black people. Mm-hmm. What you do with your friends? You're know saying like, who, yeah, like Filipinos
2: like, in the Bay. Context
1: just, is everything. Filipinos, Filipinos in the Bay. Come on, the Bay guys. On. In, in, are, come are, on, down. are just are like, like I have walked through the groups of Filipinos where I was like,
0: wait, what? Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and if you're, but if you're friends with, it, if you're in that group, like, is cool. Do you, are you give? I, are you gonna I don't know? I have, I have friends who I don't. I, like, mm-hmm. that's and you not, know, well, that, you know, that's let, what. Let's, I like. But let's
2: push, let's push it a little further, at least in terms of the Bay, like. When 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 V Nasty and the White Girl Mob were out on all the <laughs> yeah. blogs, you know, and V Nasty was getting accosted for saying the N-word, it was a lot of black Bay Area people coming to her defense. Mm. You know, not and I think the, the conversation got, got sort of twisted up because it was like, can she say it on the internet? And it was like overwhelmingly no. Right. But all the local folks were arguing that. She's the the I remember I think it was Mr. Fab who said this. It was like she's really from the town. She can do that, which is an interesting argument for the use of that word. It was like now we're talking about authenticity, Mm -hmm. not not whether or not it is appropriate. Yeah, yeah,
1: and a a a removal of a word from its history and and from and from from a a race that didn't choose it anyway. And like honestly, as personally, like I don't care. Mm -hmm. I like I I language to me is about is about the context right it's yeah. about how the the choices you're making and how you're using it so I'm fascinated by every individual's relationship mm-hmm. to nigga like as a as a thing I think that is fascinating and those are always things I'm interested in unpacking with people but like it's complicated it's complicated but you also but you know because publicly people... no black people can say it right see that's why you know that's why I love this
0: that's why I love calling the show don't at me because like there is this like public personal thing about kind of all of these issues because, I mean, anybody black knows that there are circles of people where people who are not black use the word. And depending on who those people are and where they come from and what the context of the friendship is, you don't always check them.
1: Yeah. When I have, you know, like I have white friends, a couple who feel like they will say it only if they're quoting a rap lyric right Right. they won't but like which I low-key hate by the way I I, (laughs) my impetus has always been to hate that except except as an artist and these a lot of these are other artists and talking to them like their justification is like I don't I'm not walking. They're not walking around quoting it for the so that they get to say "nigger," right? right? right. They're like, this person um, chose this word, okay, and it's different than the N word.
2: <laughs> I've seen and some so, karaoke
1: like, performances in my day, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's in not, Los they would Angeles. never do it at karaoke, okay? okay they're like okay,
2: they're not okay, those okay, kind of. Okay. Co- <laughs> you know this conversation <laughs> gets deep though, because you know how many times I wrote it. Yeah, well, Before you know this, what? Right? Like, for we this, we both you, wrote you, this movie, you'll never you'll
0: never reach the number that Quentin Tarantino has written. That's a good point. Both in dialogue and in action lines, it's fine. Um. I mean, the crazy thing is, like, internationally, too, like, when you hear, like, uh, black music being played all around the world, like, because they have really no real political relationships with the word. I mean, people say... Everyone says it, you know? I mean, like, I've been to so many... Bars or clubs, and and they're just they're just saying it, you know what I mean? Because they don't, it doesn't mean the same things to them. No. And, and so you kind of think about, well, okay, if I'm a if I'm an artist and I'm using the word in my work, especially music that people are meant to sing along to, I mean, in some ways, aren't you putting it out there for public consumption? I
2: mean, I, I I've never had ten thousand people out of out a stadium, but when mm-hmm. I. Most of the rappers that I love that I've gone to see, like they seem to not have a problem with it. They, <laughs> have, they know that that line's coming up, and they ask for the call and response. You know, mm-hmm. like I, you, you, there must be some permission moment at least there. from the from the artist right is there a
1: sanctioned space right here right now in front of me you I give you permission it. to say this live your best life white people though, yeah. did it, though didn't Don't Kendrick invited that
2: girl on stage to, to spit his verse not too long ago and she said the N word he was like whoa <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and, ke- and kicked her off stage so the whole crowd can say it as a chorus but you can't say it alone that's <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's, that's crazy that's, Kendrick, that's Kendrick's like, line
1: that's it yo <laughs> this shit
0: is extremely complicated that's one um, alright I'm gonna switch gears for a second cause this is the most beautiful heterosexual romance story I've ever seen in my life (laughs) like I'm obsessed with the two of y'all like for real I need a show I need
2: sequels I need to see you know what the best the best moment was was last year at Sundance somebody walks up to me and they go hey man where's your platonic life mate yes (laughs) and my face (laughs) just drops and I'm like how have I never thought of oh, that? It's fully adopted that, <laughs> <girl>. <laughs>
0: No, she, it's adorable. Okay, <laughs> the two of you are adorable. Um, and I mean, when did it start? Like, when did when did the, the spark happen? You know, like yeah. when did we fall in love, guys? Yeah, uh, Raphael was
1: running a studio, oh. as, you know, as most, as most. It's wow. like pretty day. women. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Who's the, wait a minute. <laughs> you're Julia Roberts. I was Julia Roberts. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> All right,
1: but so, so North Julia North would beg to do it. <laughs> So, you're okay, you're running the studio. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is like right after I got back from college, so 2004. Or
2: something. I just made, I was like running around on tour a lot, so I just had enough money to open this studio with a couple of my friends. We knew of each other in high school, but we're four years apart. He's a senior, I was a freshman, so we didn't, it's not like we kicked it or anything. We just were sort of both in that poetry scene as he was on his way out and I was on my way in. But when he got back, one of my friends in high school, his older brother and Diggs are the same age. And they're friends. They ran tracks together. Justin's
1: in the movie. He's he's next to Utkarsh during the retelling. That's the two of, of them. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, So Justin,
2: I would be over at his house hanging with his brother. And he was like, you know, Diggs is back from college. You know, here's a bunch of music that he recorded. You should have him come through the studio. I think you guys would, would get out on some music. And I was probably like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, but he came through. I I think it was probably like eight or nine and nine. We just like stayed there all night and made a bunch of music. Probably started like four or five different songs. Uh And that's kind of like, I don't really remember it going, like a slow build to working on everything. It was just like, okay. And then the next day we did plays together, albums together. We like, you know, like went on tour together. We... You Know and anything artistic that one of us was doing, the other one was doing, and there was like YouTube series before stuff before
0: Berkeley or after Berkeley because y'all went to Berkeley together, or did we I? We went, went to together? Berkeley High School, but we were four oh, years yeah. apart, oh, so this is yeah, oh, um, got it, okay. So
2: this was after, so he went to Brown, and then when he got back, yeah, I was like, I was probably 18, and you were like yeah, 22, yeah. So we started a band, we like put all a band together, got a bunch of our friends in it, we like. You know, we opened a few more studios, moving around Oakland. You know, sort of collecting people as we went, and started playing shows. And then I was I was mo- making sort of half my living on the on the road, and half as like a like a post production videographer, shooting mm-hmm. music videos for people and shit. And so then we started shooting like our own music videos and start. But then like we had shoot. to cut them and edit them, and then right. shoot short films, and we'd cut them and edit them, and sketches and shit like that.
1: And we were, and I was like in the in the theater scene in Bay the Area, so I was like making half my living doing plays, and the mm-hmm. other half like substitute teaching. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. but I was through all those connections, being like, "There's this theater thing happening. Like, maybe we should all like come here and get to." So, you know, and I, I'd be working with a lot of sort of local directors, so I had inlets in that world. And then we had like a mentor in common, Mark, Mark Bamuti Joseph, who who founded Youth Speaks, um, which is an organization we both worked for at different mm-hmm. points, and like came up through. And uh, And what is Youth Speaks? Youth Speaks is
2: a non-profit literary arts organization, so they go into high schools and they get kids on poetry as a mechanism for getting you to express yourself, right? It's like, it's a big through line for the film, this idea of making something sound pretty so people will listen. And Marpa Mutsi Joseph came and started that workshop at Berkeley High my freshman year Digs Diggs' senior year. Listen, it's like,
0: to me, it's the summer of
2: like, the weird colored people
0: movies. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Which I it. love because started sorry, sorry to bother mm-hmm. you yeah. is out here making a million dollars in 16 theaters. Yeah. You guys come out with blind spotting July twentieth. Yep. We got Black Klansmen in Klansman. August. In the TV world, we got Donald. We got Terrence Nance. You know, we have me, yeah. Shameless Plug. Well, but not. I like Th- this is a summer I've kind of been waiting for because, as I've mentioned before, I'm kind of boycotting the sequels this summer. But the fact that you can go into a theater and
1: see a movie like this is so exciting.
2: I think there's a couple movies to see like that. Yeah. That's like, yeah.
1: Like, I remember we keep... Like, like in keep the, the same these... theater. We're gonna, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, both yeah. us and Sorry right. to Bother You are going to be in the in same, same theater. theater I went someplace. to see Sorry it's to Bother like... You and
2: saw our trailer at the top of the movie and was like, yeah. this is How amazing. Is that? That's beautiful. This is nuts. And there's, like, every once in a while, i see an article that, like, is like... If you're going to see one this summer, stop. Yeah. Stop, stop, stop. stop. Full this stop. pitting against bullshit is so stupid. No. It's a bunch of great movies.
0: But by the way, go see every single superhero sequel that comes out.
2: Right. Yeah, right. yeah. Don't just pick one. Don't pick one. Don't pick pick one, one. Why would you pick yeah. one? Yeah. See no. them all. They're all the and same I, movie. I'm just sorry to bother you. Like, it now more than ever, like, having finally seen it, because I'd only read the script like a year or so ago. Seeing it now, I'm like, these are nothing alike at
0: all these are completely
2: yeah. different experiences but and they and it's stri- I mean they, there are similar themes about any time you're making movies about the world you're in that mm-hmm. like they speak to each other for sure but the high of them is entirely different yeah.
0: well the thing that's cool is like because you know I, I say color people because this movie isn't really a black movie it's about Oakland which you know is uh it's a milieu of several different races sort of right. interacting I, I do think like black culture feels like a through line absolutely a, a, across a lot of the characters that we I meet think in the movie the black movie.
2: experience is, is a through line for sure right? yeah but But at the same time, you guys aren't
0: just talking about interesting things. You're talking about them in an interesting way. Like the narrative structure of this movie is not like other movies.
2: Well, we don't know how to write it. Yeah, that was the
0: (laughs) fortunate for us. Thank God, y'all. Like the movie slips into slam poetry. The movie does things that, like, when you go to film school, you're taught don't ever do that because it'll never work. And that to me
1: is like it's a magic act. What do you guys hope the movie does? What do you hope people take away from it? I think we don't you know I don't I don't know what people are going to take away from it and we don't I don't really care. I want people we, like we're so far beyond what we expected at mm-hmm. this point. Like I want people to see it first yeah. and foremost yeah, and yeah. then like it's a thing to be talked about. like I hope people I hope it inspires people to talk to have conversations. there's so many different entry points into all of these characters that yeah. you can really argue about them. you know, like your experience of one character is gonna be different than the person sitting next to you. so I'm I'm always excited by things like that. and we're Reasons not immune to, to it either.
2: like we shit. we talk about the movie in a particular way, but like uh, as people see it their own way and like we're gonna have our own blind spots about our own what's movie. The, what's
0: the most surprising comment like that took you, by? I'll tell you mine. Yeah. People had a real issue with Sam ending up with the white dude at the end of Dear White People, and that took me by surprise. Oh, the I, animus—I knew, I knew that. that was coming, but I, the, the degree of it, I, I didn't expect. So, what have you guys
2: gotten so far? <sighs> Something that, that like people have gotten really like upset—not even like, upset, they're they're just but just, just like, like, like there was a, there was a surprise. Um. I don't know. I mean, uh, I get so many Miles questions that I feel like I'm like in a Miles yeah, corner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. People always think that like, like you, I think... wrote Miles and he wrote Colin, and right, that's right. how you write a script. It's like that's because <laughs> 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 people. Like,
0: I'm sure will think you are
2: Miles. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they do all the time. Yeah. The comment I get is like, "Oh my God, you're nothing like him." It's like, yeah. I don't acting,
0: that's how the yeah, school acting works. It's a movie. School. <laughs> um, I would but, say black acting school, but you, Raphael. You know, you probably attended black acting school, Raphael. <laughs> <I sure>. think. <laughs> um, I if if there
1: were an acting school he attended, it would be black acting school.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what state is that in?
1: I don't know. <laughs> Wherever Robert Charles is, throwing it um, <laughs> so I, Listen. We need to make that.
0: Y'all, this movie is so good. And it's not yeah. just good because it's talking about important stuff. It's also like a daring movie. You know, like, Kubrick is my house mother, and the (laughs) mantra is, movies should be sincere and daring. They should tell the truth, and they should do so in a new way. And this movie absolutely does this. I don't sleep, don't sleep, don't sleep. This movie's amazing. Everybody listen at home. Final little segment, all right? The show's called Don't At Me, because it's all about, you know— I'm gonna let you finish, but I got a controversial thing. <laughs> so anything anything that you guys need to get off your chest before I let you out of here? Any don't at me's for you guys? <laughs> Any don't at me. You had one right earlier, now. uh David. Which what did I start going I Oh no, some a little on? movie about something. I don't know, something.
1: Oh my uh my <laughs> my uh my What's it called? La La Land? Don't at me. I don't know. I don't. I don't know that this. I mean, if you talk to an, anybody who's from musical theater, if you talk to any jazz heads about Whiplash, like fuck both those movies. Oh Your shit. Hair. Okay. And, and and no shade on a great director. Mm-hmm. Also, Dam- and I think Damien's a genius. I don't disagree with you. Yeah. But there's some for me, and like acknowledging all of my blind spots, like particularly painful blind spots in those movies, which both to me when I watch them seem to be about white people saving jazz and about uh, <laughs> and about also and about like a, a film where the villain is a black dude with a synthesizer. Mm. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like that's the mm. that's
2: the villain of the
1: film as if as if that's what's killing music, whereas like synthesizers have been introduced into into real music for the last oh, wow. 40 years. And then also on to compounded on top that I happen to be on Broadway when when La La Land came out, and everybody was so furious for a cast full of people who don't sing or dance, mm. when there's a world full of people who've been grinding their whole lives—no shade on their performances—they were asked to do a thing and did it, and did it wonderfully. Mm-hmm. There are people who can do it better, okay. who have been trained to do it better. Well,
0: That's David's don't at me yeah. um, to anyone <laughs> trying to hire me. Um...
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Dig's not in the next <laughs> Emma <laughs> Rafael. What, what what you got, man? Anything? You gotta get off your chest. I don't know. I mean, if you follow my Twitter feed, man, I I, I, don't, I don't hold back shit. I'm constantly in trouble on there. You're like, add me all you want. You don't Bro, care. I get in so much trouble on Twitter. What have I not talked shit about this week that I want to? <laughs> uh, I can't believe, I can't believe Scarlett Johansson is doing that trans role. You just went through this with Ghost <laughs> in a Shell, and you know, what? I kind of feel like she got a pass. I kind of feel like she got to go right back to Marvel and we were like, we're gonna let that one go. Mm-hmm. We're gonna let that movie go because we didn't really go see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. But like, I just don't know what memo we need to send around to be like, it doesn't matter if the script says it's written this way for to accommodate you. You got to read between the lines and see that it's been adapted so that you can do it instead of the person that it's for. There is the argument for, for actors that you should...
1: If you're handed a role that is great maybe you shouldn't have to pass on it. You're right, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But maybe right now you do because yeah. you can yeah.
0: We have to make it so that when you point out a person's blind spot, it's like, it's mm, thank you. Right. I think we need to like get the advertising team that came up with the Pepsi commercial to figure this out for us.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, um. God, no. <laughs> all right, another, another moment I got in trouble on Twitter. <laughs> all right, don't at me, but
0: um, Democrats, it's time to stack all of the courts and impeach oui. all of the racist Yee. presidents. So oui. get on it or you're not getting my vote. Thank Correct. you guys for joining me. Yeah, man. Thank this you was an amazing awesome. conversation. I'm obsessed with this duo. Everybody <laughs> else will be very soon. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming in. Thanks, Fly man. spotting. Opening in select cities on July 20th and wider on July 27th. Yes. do sleep. Thank you guys for coming in. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. I would like to thank my guests, David Diggs and Rafael Casal, producer Gina Dalvac, recording engineers Phil Richards and Ray Warner. My boo, baby daddy, head of programming, Gary Scott. Special thanks to Vishnu Vallabanani. Please subscribe, please, on Apple Podcasts or your app of choice. That's where you can think piece me. The show's over, so add away. I'm at JSIM07. And I'm Justin Simeon. You've been listening to Don't At Me from the one and only KCRW.